Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and Beaches Vacation.com. smarter guys that I know and I think a real force uh, for good in our in our nation is Josh Hammer do not hold this against him he is the opinion editor at Newsweek and I and I think that's actually a good thing that a real conservative is uh, the opinion editor of Newsweek Um, he clerked for I think Alito he was the um, editor at large for the Daily Wire for a while he's worked with us at the blaze for a while guy can't keep a job but he is he's probably one of the best guys uh i know that can really give us the rundown and the overall view of what has just happened at the supreme court we start with josh hammer in 60 seconds first let me tell you about lifelock going online without the proper protection for your personal information could give you monkeypox. i'm just saying but hey we will have a vaccine for our three-year-olds on monkeypox at any time, so hang on. Every day, there is more cyber crime and cyber criminals out there, and um, they, are, they are morphing just as fast as our technology to stop them morphs. That's why you can't stop all of it. But you've got to protect yourself against it, and you need somebody really good. LifeLock's been on this watch, I think, longer than anybody else. And Norton is their partner, and they're the you know they're the virus security company that we all trust. Join now and save up to twenty five percent off your first year with the promo code Beck. Call one eight hundred LifeLock or head to LifeLock.com and use the promo code Beck, and you're going to save twenty five percent off. Listen, this is going to affect all of us at some point. Be on top of it. LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK or 1-800-LIFELOCK. My friend, Josh Hammer. How are you, sir? Glenn, I'm doing great. Just a quick point of clarification. I cannot claim the mantle of former Supreme Court clerk. I'm a great admirer of Justice Alito, but as for myself, I actually only clerked on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit. But with that caveat aside, it's so great to be with you on such a great day for the Constitution. Oh, well, now I don't know if you have any credibility because uh, I was looking for somebody who was specifically clerked. Uh, Josh, I, I really appreciate the time you've already taken today uh, to look into all of these rulings. I think this was a very good day for the Constitution. It, it is. I mean, it especially is. Look, I mean, 
we have to talk about this gun case. I mean, I, the court determined other cases today. I, you know, they've just done this in the past hour. I would, I would be lying and misleading your listeners if I've said I've been able to comb through the mall with a fine tooth comb. But certainly what I'm seeing here is, is a great day. There's another ruling out a, a case called Vega involving the uh, expansion or the lack thereof, as the case may be, of an, of, of an erroneous 1960s-era criminal procedure case known as Miranda versus Arizona. This was like a, an excellent mm-hmm. 6-3 outcome from Justice Alito. But it, it is this New York State... How does it... Wait, wait, wait. Bef- hang on. Before we get to that, how does the Miranda sure. case affect us? So, basically, the court had an opportunity to expand Miranda. It had an opportunity to expand Miranda into uncharted terrain and they and they refused to do so it was it was a 6-3 ruling that broke down on familiar ideological lines basically the court held that in a situation where a police officer fails to give a suspect his miranda warnings and then the government uses that suspect's statements against him in court the suspect does not have an implied legal right of action under the Fifth Amendment's right against self-incrimination to sue for that. So it's a minor fact pattern dispute, as a lot of these cases end up being. But the principle is against the expansion of flawed precedent. And really kind of it's interesting, Glenn, if you, if you go back to the 1960s, when the Warren Corps was obviously at a heyday, this is the point that I make time and time again in my law school speeches that I do through the Federal Society. It's usually the, you know, the culture war cases, Griswold versus, versus Connecticut, obviously Roe versus Wade. It is the culture war cases that tend to generate the headline. But it's actually the area of criminal procedure and cases like, like Miranda versus Arizona, Gideon versus Wainwright that really, I think, kind of make, at least for myself, kind of like a law and order conservative like myself, really kind of makes the hair on the back of my spine just totally leap up. So this is a good decision in refusing to extend Miranda. Maybe Miranda will be overturned one day. It's not clear, but it's a, it's a step in the right direction, at least. Okay, so, um, Josh, I'd love to go back to why you think Miranda should be overturned, but we'll do that another day where we're not talking about the the uh, huge gun case up in New York um, where – I couldn't get a gun in New York. I had uh, 15 wow. active threats. I had uh, Gavin De Becker and Associates, which were they're probably the best security detail in the country, in the world, really. Um, and they were following these threats. You know, my kids were looking at pursuer lists on our refrigerator. If these people approached, go run, get mom or dad. I mean, it was really bad. And I couldn't get a gun in New York City because they deemed that I didn't have enough cause to have a gun. Uh, that's been thrown out now. So tell me what they've done. What does this mean for New York and the rest of the country? So it's a fantastic ruling. Look, I have not had the chance to pour through this with a fine-tooth comb. Looks like the Justice Thomas majority opinion clocks in at 63 pages, you know, including concurrences and dissents. We're up to 130, 140 pages. So I've got my reading cut out for me for the rest of the day. But based on my quick skimming of it, this is a thoroughly well-researched, I might even say thus far, career-defining majority opinion from Justice Clarence Thomas. Wow. It's really interesting. I was thinking about this recently. It's unclear to me to date, or at least before today, whether Clarence Thomas had a career-defining majority opinion. He's written so prolifically for so long, but most of his greatest writings, especially on the hard-hitting cases, have been in concurrence or more often than not, oftentimes in dissent. Really, Anthony Scalia, I think in, the, in, in another gun case, 2008 D.C. versus Heller, had his kind of landmark career-defining opinion. 
And at least until affirmative action, I predict, is likely overturned next term, we can get to that if you want to, at least until that day where I predict Thomas would also have the majority opinion, this is his career-defining opinion. This is an issue that is very near and dear to Justice Thomas. He wrote an amazing concurrence in the court's last major Second Amendment case, the McDonald versus City of Chicago case from 2010, where he had a a magisterial 55 to 60 page concurrence just working through the history. This issue is very near and dear to him. He is a personal gun owner. He, he enjoys hunting. And it, it, from what I can tell, it's just a really thoroughly well-researched opinion that reaches the clear and obvious result that anyone with any degree of familiarity with the Second Amendment text could tell you, which is that this is a right. And the very act of talking about bearing arms, not just keeping them, but bearing them, obviously entails the ability to do so outside the home without oppressive restrictions, the likes of which, Glenn, it sounds like you faced in my home state, my home state of New York. And a a point that Justice Kavanaugh makes in his very brief uh, concurring opinion, he kind of drives home this point, which is the vast majority of states which have so-called shall issue regimes for their gun licensing permits, which means that you have to give the applicant a permit as long as they go through XYZ test. You know, they shoot the right number of targets, similar to what I did in Texas when I got my permit there years ago. Those laws are all untouched. The only laws that are jeopardized by today's decision are the more problematic, quote unquote, may issue laws, not the shall issue laws where they basically give the so, licensing authorities a ton of discretion to arbitrarily decide where you have to, sh- you know, uh, you have to show that you truly, truly need it, whatever the heck that means. But, you know, Glenn, the fact that so you get it. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, sir. is nuts. Um, so I, I wanted to ask you, so doesn't this make the Senate gun bill a joke? I mean, that, that will have no teeth to it after this ruling, would it? Yes and no. It's really interesting. I, I expect a lot of commentary over the next 24 to 48 hours leading into next week is going to focus on this exact question, right? So in theory, they are different issues. The, the ruling here today is talking about concealed carry and open carry licensing regimes in the states. The Senate gun bill is in theory focused on other measures. It's focused on things like red flag laws. But it is a little intellectually inconsistent, or at least at a bare minimum, it would be a little peculiar, right, to have a liberalized, and I say that in a good way, a more liberalized concealed carry licensing regime while at the same time having a red flag law in place that would just infringe upon due process rights willy-nilly. That, those two things would seem to be in tension with one another. At, at a bare minimum, the timing but it's of, not the the same. of this opinion it really kind of sucks the wind out of John Cornyn and, and the other 13 Senate Republicans momentum. That's for sure. So how will this affect other states? Uh, New York, by the way, has just come out and I'm going to talk about this in a minute. Um, New York has already come out and said, it's not going to change anything. We're not going to abide by this, which is ironic because that's what the second amendment is for to stop an out-of-control, lawless government doing what they want and not abiding by the Constitution. I just want to point that out. Well, that's wild. I, I have not seen that, but I, that's, that's just wild stuff if they said it that bluntly here. Look, the entire idea behind the incorporation of the Bill of Rights, which is itself a legally debatable matter, I should say, but 
they have held, the court has held that the overwhelming majority of the enumerated rights in, in the Bill of Rights, including the Second Amendment, by the way, that's the McDonald versus Chicago case from 2010, the court has held that these rights are incorporated against the states, which, you know, to, to escape the legalese for a minute means that a state cannot infringe upon these rights. The federal government already cannot, but a state cannot as well. So this case is right out of New York State. So, I mean, if New York State wants to go, you know, flip two middle fingers at the court when they itself are a party to the lawsuit, look, parties to the lawsuit well, let me give are, you, are balanced. Let me, uh, let me read exactly what uh, Governor Kathy Hochul said. She said, it is an out, it's outrageous that at a moment of national reckoning on gun violence, the Supreme Court has recklessly struck down a New York law that limits those who can carry concealed weapons. By the way, uh, I don't know if she knows this, but Buffalo is in New York. So her law didn't do anything. In response to this ruling, we are reviewing our options, including calling a special section uh, session of the legislature. Just as we swiftly pass nation leading gun reform legislation, we will continue to do everything in our power to keep New Yorkers safe from gun violence. So she didn't say we're not going to do it. She said we're just going to find a way around it. Right. I mean, that statement is about what I would expect from a left wing hack like the governor of New York State. Um, We'll see. We'll see what they try to do. I mean, like they'll try to pass some law. Maybe they'll try to issue something administrative. Inevitably, they'll find themselves in court again. And, you know, with with the current composition of the court, if that ultimately makes its way up to the Supreme Court itself, you have to like the odds of of, of the side of gun rights. The reality is that if I have the, the number correctly, I think it's 43 of the current states in the country, if I recall the number from the Kavanaugh concurring opinion today, 43 of the states are either, either quote-unquote, shall-issue states or just straight-up constitutional carry states, states where you simply do not need a license to exercise your right to keep and bear arms outside the home. So we should note that, that this opinion does not actually apply to the vast majority of states. We're really only talking here about deep blue states such as New York State. And Look, I mean, cynically speaking, as someone who was born in New York and fled many years ago, I mean, if it is oppressive laws like this that incentivize more people to flee blue state tyranny for red state freedom, you know, far be it for me to criticize people to do so. But I, I, the statement that you that you read, Glenn, you know, I, I, I would expect them to say something along those lines. All right. We're going to if you don't mind holding for just a minute, I'm going to do a commercial comeback. And I just want to just ask you if you've looked at any of the others, is there anything that you think is a really good sign uh, on where things are headed? Just some of the other um, decisions that came out today from the Supreme Court. Back with Josh Hammer in a minute. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, org. So listen, right now, it is so imperative that we are um, very frugal with our money. We are moving closer and closer to the brink of a recession. I know you listen to the president. He's he is honestly bat crap crazy on this. I mean, you know, and honestly, if if you voted for the guy, even you know it, we're not there's no recession. We're in a transitional. We're in a transitional period. Yes. So is the Great Depression. Uh, I don't even know what a transitional period means, Uh, but we're headed for a recession. The major banks came out yesterday and said it. The Fed uh, said it. And the Fed also said, by the way, this is not a Putin gas tax. Um, Just taking him apart. But yet he's living in a delusional world. 
I want you to make sure that you are prepared uh, with your financing. Do the best that you can to save every penny. American financing can help you do this by paying off high interest debt to shortening the loan terms. You can access cash from your equity. There's so many possibilities right now, and many of them will save you hundreds, if not a thousand dollars a month uh, just by calling American financing and seeing your options. You will feel better. Call American Financing now at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or AmericanFinancing.net. Ten seconds, station ID. So, uh... My producers are freaking out because they want to make sure that I clarify something here that I just said. Um, uh, Historically, the reason why the Second Amendment exists is not for hunting, not a sport. I want to go shoot clay pigeons. Okay, that's not what it was about. Uh, Otherwise, you might be able to find like bowling in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. It's not about a sport. It's about protecting yourself and protecting your community against an out-of-control rogue government. Um, that's what it's about. So I just find it ir- ironic that if they're like, we're not going to obey by this rule, that's what the Second Amendment, that's what the founders were talking about. Right. But you're uh, somebody that just decides... As what? you just read that statement, that's that's not exactly what's happening. You're you're, you're not exactly calling for a yeah. civil war against Albany. I don't oh my think, God. are you? I want, I want to make sure no. here, because <laughs> I mean, you're talking no. about this. was no. the motivation at the time. You have to follow these traditions and these rules. Uh, but this is a much much different case here, as we're talking about it now, uh, from yeah, yeah, some yeah. statement yeah, from a meaningless. Way, way. You know, I'm just yeah, I'm just talking about how ironic it is that that's what the founders. Sure. Uh, You know, said that that's really important because if they're, you know, as George Washington said, when the people fear the government, there is tyranny. When the government fears the people, there is liberty. And, you know, part of that is being able to question them, to speak out, to have a free press, to assemble and also to own a gun. Anyway, uh, Josh, anything else that uh, that you see? Um, that came out today that you think is is good news in a in a uh, far reaching way. Well, first of all, let me just chime in briefly on the conversation that you and Stu were just having. I, I obviously cannot agree with you guys more on on the philosophical underpinning of the Second Amendment, Glenn. I know that you will you will uniquely appreciate this just because I know how much you care uh, about this issue. But you know, I'm, I'm I'm Jewish, obviously. I keep on my desk at all times a rock that a rabbi gave to me years ago that he smuggled out of the crematorium of Auschwitz. And I keep next to that rock, a a rock that I myself took from Treblinka. And then across my room, I have my, you know, my Daniel Defense AR with lots of ammunition and mags and all that. And to me, I refer to that to my friends as my Warsaw ghetto gun. I I mean, uh, so no one understands the philosophical underpinning of the second amendment more than I do. So I just want to echo your sentiments on that. It's, it's, it's very well said. Um, and, yeah, you know, the Germans the, gave the, the, the Germans gave all of the information of where their guns were to the Weimar Republic. You, you, you give it in good faith because the Weimar Republic said, oh, we'll never use this. Well, then the Nazis came in and guess who took all the information and knew where all the guns were. 
That's why you just don't do these things. But anyway, go ahead. Exactly. Um, shifting a little bit as far as like other cases that came across the transom today. So there's a there's an Eighth Amendment case uh, about a, a method of execution that I have not had the chance to review yet. It's a case out of Georgia yeah. called Nance v. Ward. Long story short, yeah. there's been all sorts of kind of activist litigation for many years now where, you know, the predictable groups, the ACLU groups like that will sue and, and they have the effect of of incrementally outlawing or seeking to outlaw various forms of execution, which only then make sure. you have to look harder and harder to find the right cocktail. It's a very pernicious legal tactic with the obvious and not so subtle end goal of trying to reabolish the death penalty in America. It looks like the wrong side won today, but I, 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 a glimmer of hope, mm. though, I see that Justice Barrett actually filed a dissenting opinion in that case. So even though Kavanaugh defected, it's good to see that Justice Barrett, at least, is, is on the right side of this Eighth Amendment issue. Okay, um, an, another case that I have not really fully had the chance to break down, it's out of the Fourth Circuit. It's a case in North Carolina. Basically here, it's a case called Berger versus North Carolina State Conference of the NAACP. The court ruled, and it's notable because it's an eight-to-one ruling. It's an eight-to-one ruling, they ruled that Republican state lawmakers in North Carolina are able to intervene to defend their state's voter ID law that the NAACP challenged. So it, the procedural posture there is it's not, it's not a substantive claim. It's more of a procedural claim. Rather, the reason I want mm-hmm. to flag it for your listeners I think it's worth discussing at least a little bit is because it's an eight to one opinion. The only person who dissented here is, predictably speaking, Sotomayor. And that's a real rebuke to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit, the lower court that heard this when you get reversed eight one by the court, when everyone but Sotomayor disagrees with you. And it really paints a stark picture as to how much the Obama presidency changed the Fourth Circuit among some other circuits. So we really do have a long road ahead of us to get some of these lower courts back in order, unfortunately. But this, this case did come out the right way. Josh, Josh, thank you so much. This is Josh Hammer. He'll be joining us again tomorrow because more rulings are coming out tomorrow. And we're, we're coming close to really big ones. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. Uh, real Estate Agents I Trust is my company. Um, it has my name behind it. It's uh, something that I helped with my brother to to start and we wanted it guided on principles um and really i I look at and i know this sounds like oh man you've listened to the show so you can imagine but i look at what i do as an art form and i think anybody who's really good at what they do looks at it as an art form uh and there is an art and a craft to selling uh a home and doing it the right way lots of really important techniques and habits and some really important things that you have to do to make sure that you have a lot of people coming to your own website as a real estate guy um so you those houses sell quickly we have tried to find those kinds of agents and help you through probably the biggest transaction of your life and the biggest decisions. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. You just tell us where you're moving from and to, and we'll find the right real estate agent for you. It's a free service to you. realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I can't think, I mean, you know, I, 
I did a painting. Um, I did a painting of Christ uh, based on the Holy Shroud of Turin, and um, on it I put love because uh, it's the ultimate love. And I had been in a really dark place, and I was doing some kind of dark paintings, and uh, and at the end I did that one. It's a, a series of three, and I did that one. And it was kind of a reminder of, uh, you know, there's some really dark things happening, but there's also some really good things. And I followed that with a painting called Better Days. If you want to see any of these, you can you can see them online. Just go to uh, Park City Fine Art or or my Instagram. Um, but you can uh, it, the Better Days happened on um, the day, actually the night of D-Day. In France, and it's a painting of all these allies standing together, and they were in France. They had they had got off the boats, they had survived the beach, survived the cliff, survived the pillbox, survived what was waiting after the pillbox, survived the fields, and then went in and fought another town. It was like ten o'clock at night that they got all the Nazis out of this little teeny town that they were supposed to take by midnight. The people were so excited they came out with wine. And uh, so I have these guys pictured together just pouring wine into their cups. Uh, and I thought, you know, they would, that's probably the worst day of their life. But if you could find a way to ask those guys, you know, about that moment, I bet they would remember that as those were the good days. That was a great day. And so we have to take the time to look for the good things that are happening. And I'm telling you, I think this is really good. What happened um, in court today? Um, there's some decisions that seem to be really coming our way. We'll know tomorrow. But this uh, New York gun law that's now been overturned is excellent. Stu, do you have some you quotes from the uh, from the ruling? Yeah, Clarence Thomas on his birthday, by the way, uh, getting the uh, wow. the big Second Amendment case today is his birthday. Uh, he did. I mean, it's, it's amazing, as it usually it is with Clarence Thomas. He writes, the constitutional right to bear arms in public for self-defense is not a second class right subject to an entirely different body of rules than the other Bill of Rights guarantees. Uh, we know of no other constitutional right that an individual may exercise only after demonstrating to a government official some special need. That is not how the First Amendment works when it comes to unpopular speech or the free exercise of religion. It is not how the Sixth Amendment works. But I think works. we're going that way. Yeah, you're right. I think we're going that way. And this is a nice big uh, stop sign, I think, on that road. It is not how the Sixth Amendment works when it comes to a defendant's right to confront the witnesses against him. And it is not how the Second Amendment right. works when it comes to public carry for self-defense. New York's proper clause requirement uh, violates the Fourteenth Amendment and that it prevents law-abiding citizens with ordinary self-defense needs from exercising their right to keep and bear arms. And uh, we would therefore reverse the judgment. It is so ordered. Uh, it's so true. It's the only right that is treated that way. He also attacks the way that they implemented this because there is some conversation about, well, are we going to be able to prevent people from carrying guns in courthouses and, you know, in schools or whatever? Right, right. Um, and uh, they he, he writes that that's basically the sensitive place part of this. Like, can you still force guns into sensitive places? They say, of course, you can still uh, restrict guns in certain places if there's, uh, you know, minimal 
uh, minimal use, right? He writes, we, we do think the respondents error in their attempt to characterize New York's proper cause requirement as a sensitive place law. Put simply, there is no historical basis for New York to effect- effectively declare the island of Manhattan a sensitive place. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Very good. By amazing. the way, the governor of New York has said that uh, they are going to uh, fight this ruling and they will pass legislation. They're going to find a way around it. Uh, and that's what you know, that's what they do. Uh, and I have no problem if they're going to do it through legislative action. Uh, you know, it'll be challenged in court. But that is the role of the Supreme Court. No, you can't do this. You can't make that ruling this way. Now, if they find a way that the court says is constitutional, well, then they'll find a way. Um, but I, I doubt they'll be able to find a way. Uh, but this is what the left does. It's fine to fight it legislatively. It's fine to do that. Uh, where the problem is, is when you just will do anything to get around it. And that's what I'm afraid uh, will happen if they if they still go Alito and overturn Roe versus Wade. The worst thing that could happen is that 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 uh, case, the majority opinion is not written by Alito, but Justice Thomas. That will mean a compromise. No, uh, uh, Justice happened. Roberts, you mean yeah, Roberts, uh, Justice Roberts. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Justice Roberts. Um, but. Already, the White House is working on ways to get around that ruling, no matter what it is. You know, the left, it, it kills me. They, they love the Supreme Court when it verifies their morality. When it doesn't, they discredit the Supreme Court. Uh, I will tell you, the Supreme Court, when they rule constitutionally, sometimes it cuts the other direction and it goes against you know what i would deem my side if you will but my side is the constitution so as long as it's being ruled by the constitution i don't have a side i have an opinion i have what i'd like to do but what the constitution tells us we can and cannot do that's where we're supposed to come together but they are you know they're they're up in arms about roe versus wade even though justice ginsburg is on record saying basically what Alito said. When the Supreme Court decisions or proposed legislations don't go their way, they riot, they stalk judges, they firebomb clinics, they work around the rules, they uh, do executive orders. This is why I was against the executive orders, not just with Obama, but also with Trump. And I'm exec- against executive orders with uh, George Bush and Ronald Reagan and everybody else. That's not the way to do it. But they are putting their hope in executive action by President Biden. Uh, I already told you that Biden is on track to be the most prolific executive order president since FDR. And since the final ruling on Dobbs versus Jackson, you know, Jackson Women's Health Organization is expected possibly as early as tomorrow. Plans are underway for President Biden to take action uh, if it is officially overturned as it is currently expected. Now, he's going to do it through executive orders. According to the New York Times report, Biden has already put together a team to come up with options, including and warning whenever you see this, these two words run for the hills, national emergency. So one of the options they're looking at is declaring a national public health emergency. 
that means that the the president of the United States has wide lateral can do things that are really unconstitutional. But because it's a national emergency, he can do it. Uh, also, another one, make sure the FDA approves abortion pills that would override any state bans on abortion. Biden's crack abortion team overseen by the White House lawyer, Dana, uh, Dana Remus. She's the director of the White House Gender Policy Council and Jennifer Klein, director of the Domestic uh, Policy Council with Susan Rice. Now, one of the plans under consideration is to bring abortion doctors to work on U.S. military bases. Oh, my gosh. Our military. It will, we will never win the next war if this doesn't stop. Um, get the doctors to come into states where you can't get a an abortion and declare the military base a federally protected zone. Oh, my gosh. They're also um, skirting around the Hyde Amendment. They want to provide federal funds for travel expenses to get an abortion rather than funding the abortion itself. Um, they are going to do whatever it takes. Now, how do we respond? If you've listened to me for any amount of time, you know that um, I believe we have to be people of merit. I believe that this audience um, is will will be the ones that open the doors of manifest destiny if we choose to be those people. But we have got to do things that the Lord can find favor in us i mean he's got to look down and go you know what it's a group good group of people here and they're trying to do the right thing and they're not engaging that in the ways everybody else is i don't think there is anything better as the cities burn down i don't think there's anything better than we can do to save our nation and to ask for god's help than saving babies that are about to be aborted I started something. Now, this is not this is not a commercial. Uh, I just believe in this so much. Uh, I started a, a, a partnership, and this partnership is amazing. It's with Preborn, and they are one of the leaders in uh, pro-life pregnancy centers. These are the guys who are really, they're the ones that are targeted. And they're targeted because they found a way to... Uh, get moms to choose life and they found if they can get them into the clinics um they just do mom comes in and says yeah i'm thinking about having an abortion great well let's do an ultrasound once they do an ultrasound this is why planned parenthood hates this so much once they do an ultrasound the mother has about an 80 percent chance of saying no i want life and if I could just play, uh, no names or anything is uh, exposed on this. Let me just play this video of an ultrasound with a nurse and a mom who came in for an abortion. Listen to this. So if we could see that. Look at that heartbeat. Yeah, I thought That's really the cool. heart. Look at that, the heartbeat. That's... Like you could see it all. Oh my the baby God. was so beautiful. Do you hear mom's reaction? That baby is huge. I mean, that is a, that is a late-term abortion. Um, 
that baby was saved. Uh, and I really believe that if we want to save ourselves, there is nothing we can do that is more important to God. Anytime you are saving his children, uh, and I mean from sexual slavery, someplace in Afghanistan or Ukraine, uh, you are stopping someone hurting children, um, no matter what it is, there is nothing more spiritual and nothing more important than that. Uh, and we have this chance to do it. And again, this is not a commercial, but if you want to help save these babies, you can make a donation for, uh, let's see, $28. You can sponsor one ultrasound. Um, for 140, you can rescue five babies' lives. If you have, you know, a lot of money you want to donate, $15,000, I think, buys an ultrasound for another clinic. But we can save. We have a goal of 50,000 babies saved uh, this year. And I just got a note from um, Preborn last night, and they said, Glenn, I can't believe it. We, we are going to – we're on, uh, on route now just with Blaze and this program to save 100,000 babies by the end of this year. And I think we can do better than that. And there is nothing greater than we can do than that. Just check it out for yourself. Go to preborn.com slash Beck. These are the people on the front lines in our real trouble next week. Um, it's preborn.com slash Beck, or just hit pound 250 and say the keyword baby. Um, all right. Now, now let me tell you um, about uh, our commercial sponsor. This half hour, it is Goldline. Um it was very clear what the Fed said yesterday. The Fed said this is not Putin inflation. The gas prices and the problems that we're having are not caused by uh, Vladimir Putin. Um, they went on to say they are going to do everything they can to continue to raise interest rates um, because they got to slow down the economy and our consumption. It, we are headed. The major banks came out yesterday and said recession is all but done now. That's why the stock market yesterday fell 400 points. Recession is coming. So you can live in happy, happy, crazy world with Joe Biden and the administration, or you can prepare. You're losing so much money in your 401k right now. If you take your money out of the 401k and you put it in the bank, you're losing anywhere between, they say about 8%, but I'm telling you now, if you calculate it the right way, you're losing about 17% just from inflation. So your dollar is becoming worthless. Um, here's what I would like you to do. Just please do your own homework. Ask them for the information. Don't call them and say, I want to buy some gold today. But call Goldline now. Please do this. Goldline is a special this week. Very hard to find. One-tenth of an ounce gold American eagles. Very hard to find. In short supply. And with every coin that you purchase, you'll receive five of the Mind Your Business silver bars at no cost. I think silver is almost as important as gold is now uh in fact some ways if you have very little money silver is probably uh more important to you call 866 goldline 866 goldline or goldline.com do it now the glenn back program
Anyway, uh, here's the latest from uh, the neighborhood psychopath, uh, Keith Oberman. It has become necessary to dissolve the Supreme Court of the United States. The first step uh, uh, is for a state uh, is for a state. The court has now forced guns upon to ignore this ruling. Great. You're a court. How and why do you think you can enforce your rulings? Hashtag ignore the court. Even if Roe versus Wade is not overturned, do you think that we would say ignore the court? That is that sedition. What he's saying here that is uh, calling for the end of the republic. You don't dissolve a Supreme Court because you disagree with the rulings. This is craziness. I mean, you know, Roe versus Wade not overturned. I don't see the right rioting. I mean, I don't even see most of the right even marching because it's really hot. Maybe in October, but...